Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 93 WIBC. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show, where you have neither Kendall nor Casey today. I'm your host, Brad Kloffenstein, president of the Greater Lawrence Chamber of Commerce, owner of fine beverages like Alps Brow Beer, and there's other things. Sitting across from me is the great and legendary. The man is an attorney. He's a professor. He's a provocateur. Abdul Hakim Shabazz. And in September, I've been in Indianapolis for 20 years. That's not a birthday. Happy anniversary. 20 years ago, I met you on week one, I think. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) And we've caused a lot of fun. Some people would say chaos, but we've held a lot of people accountable in those 20 years. It was in the governor's race, and it was Ken Givenden. Dividend, I believe his name was, or Givenden. I can't remember Ken's last name. Yeah. But he dressed in all black like Johnny Cash. That that, that I remember. And it was my first week on the air at the old WXNT radio up on North Meridian Street. And you called basically telling me that Ken had been locked out of the debate. Yes. We were in, and then they said, oh, we're sorry, you're out. And then, yeah, then we called. I spoke to Kip, too, because Kip was yep. Democratic, uh, Indiana Democratic chairman. He was like, well, it wasn't us. Then I spoke to Bill Austin at the time, who was Miss Jane. like, well, it wasn't us. Well, well, guys, well, if no one's got a problem with it, I guess Ken's in the debate, right? That was one of the <laughs> finest mornings of my entire life because, yeah, none of these people knew that you were going to be calling. They had maybe vaguely heard that you were in town at that point. You hadn't interviewed anybody, and you're calling these people blind because I had their phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and Abdul's, yeah, holding their feet to the fire. And it was funny because he talked to Bill Osterley first, and Bill's like, no, us. we're fine with having him in. It was the Democrats that don't want him in the debate. Well, then you called Kip, too, who'd never heard of you, and amazingly, he answered. And he's like, well, no, it wasn't us. It was Republicans. We we want him in. And then you put them on, both on together, and neither one of them wanted to say, well, it was the two of us combined. <laughs> And the rest, they say, is history. <laughs> it is. It is. So uh, so are you enjoying your holidays? Uh, yeah. Just basically trying to take... I've been trying to take it easy and just do nothing. But uh, unfortunately, Indiana politics has not allowed that to happen. No. Usually, this is a very quiet time of year. Although, it's also the time of year where pe- when people want to bury something, they will put out a press release this week because they know it might not get covered yeah so tomorrow about five o'clock i'm expecting the news the news dump to just drop left and right yeah well yeah so it in the news business friday afternoons are always when all the reporters are trying to get all their weekend stories filed they're trying to get ready for the weekend they've got a sunday edition that needs to come out so if you send out a press release on a friday afternoon it's highly unlikely that it's going to get much attention. So if you've got bad news that you don't want covered, that's when you drop it. Uh, it's like the uh, John Russ decision uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, John Russ, you guys know, was running for the U.S. Senate. Uh, he couldn't get on the ballot because he had voted in two Republican primaries, and the Democrat, and the Republican county chairperson in Jackson County wouldn't allow him to wouldn't sign the letter saying, "Hey, he's a GOP Republican in good standing." He filed a lawsuit. And uh, that Thursday, Friday afternoon at about no, it was Thursday at about four thirty, the news, the the, the opinion dropped. Uh, Judge Patrick Dietrich 
dropped the opinion. I was like, what the mother? And so here I am. I'm in a tuxedo trying to get ready to go to an event at Columbia Club. I got my tuxedo shirt and jacket on and tie half on. Like, mother. God. Uh, Abdul, I wish you would get yourself a top hat that just says press. <laughs> and a monocle, too, while we're at it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got a good show. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Like I said, uh, it is Brad Klopp signed. It's Abdul Kim Shabazz. We are not Kendall. We are not Casey. And uh, and I won't say Kendall and Casey are probably thanking God for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them are like, thank goodness we don't have to sit in with these two yahoos. Exactly. <laughs> so, Abdul, there's a study that finds Hoosiers to be some of the least stressed people during the holidays. Uh, says the All-Star Home Study showed Indiana residents are no, the number five least likely to feel extra stress during the holidays. According to the All-Star Home, 82% of the respondents said they didn't dread seeing people. That also included an average of 3.8 hours of cooking for the holidays. So, if not Hoosiers, who's the most stressed during the season? Those are the residents in Utah, Missouri, and Ohio are the most likely to feel extra stressed out during the holidays. Utah. Utah. Abdul, my theory on Utah, too many wives. Too many wives, too many kids, too many relatives. Yep, exactly. Stresses out the holidays. You don't know how to balance everybody. And Missouri, I used to live there. Missouri's just Missouri, so that doesn't surprise me at all. I don't understand Ohio, other than they're stressed out because their Ohio State Buckeyes are once again left out of the (laughs) football national championship. So now they're gripping. So, yeah, and, and they're faced with the fact that Michigan might win a national championship. Otherwise, why do you have to be stressed out about Ohio? Not much. <laughs> so, so this time of year, do you get stressed out? And, and what is your your habits, you know, you and your wife, your lovely wife? Um, what do you guys do typically around the holidays? My wife worries more about Christmas than I do because me being raised Islamic, we never had Christmas. So we just another just another day it's just a sunday where there's not a lot of traffic and nothing's open yeah exactly so we just <laughs> stay home and watch all of it uh my christmas tradition has always been since 1994 uh, i always get up christmas morning and watch two movies jesus christ superstar and monty python's the life of brian those are my two christmas <laughs> my brother my, do you do this right drinking a rolling rock <laughs> <laughs> no 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 rolling rock my brother watches it's a wonderful life my other brother watches a christmas story I do Monty Python's Life of Brian. And if you've ever seen the movie, the first five minutes will explain basically everything. And it's, 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 a, it's a parody, not about the, the birth of Christ, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's, it's taken to a biblical times, but it's more about the people around Jesus as opposed to Jesus himself. So, and it's, there's no Messiah in here. There's a mess in here. There's no Messiah now. Get away. <laughs> 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 All right, who's being possessed by devils? So, so that's what I do. And I, I just basically, I mean, I get like, I think like a handful of me and my uh, best friend from college. We do like a little joke Christmas gifts, but that's about it. My wife, she goes to buy for anybody and everybody, and my job is logistics and finance during the holiday season. So, are, are you? How many family gatherings do you attend? Actually, just more like just two. Okay, well, I should go to her mom's uh, uh, for Christmas. And then we'll meet up in my brother's place uh, later on that evening just for a quick dinner. And then that's that's basically it. Man, that's easy. Yep. That's e- that's a very stress-free. I'm Christmas. surprised they don't just have you come in here and have 24 hours of Abdul on WIBC. Well, uh, back before the days of automation and Christmas specials, uh, when I worked in Bloomington, Illinois, and actually in Springfield, they were happy to have me uh, at the radio station because somebody needs to do news on Christmas Day. And it was me and the Jewish guy. 
So my, so my friend who was Jewish worked in the morning. I worked in the evening. And so we had the news all covered. Then we just took whatever day off we wanted. Like, just take whatever day off you want. Like, great. So St. Patrick's Day, here we come. <laughs> it, made, it made everybody's life that much easier. <laughs> I could see that. So... That's fun. Yeah, we've we've been all over. We have one more Christmas outing that's going to happen right after the show. So <laughs> how long is the drive? Actually, we 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 are it's a twelve hour drive normally. Originally, we were going to hop in the uh, the yellow Ram right after the show and drive east. Instead, we are going to drive west twenty minutes and hop on a plane. Smart move, making our lives a heck of a lot easier. So yeah, and also about this time a year. Almost say Thursday. You don't have a whole lot of people flying. No. So no, actually, we booked our flights last Saturday, and there were plenty of seats available, and we got the times we wanted. The prices weren't too bad. So, as long as you're not doing Spirit Airlines with the six-year-old, which we'll talk about a little bit later this morning. <laughs> We've done Spirit once, although I we paid for some of the upgrades, and that was money well spent. I will tell you that. It's like a Greyhound bus with wings. Sort of, now, yeah. unless you get the big front seats, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, this is flying in style here. Yeah. When I went to uh, Seattle last year, uh, my wife and I were going to do our annual trip to, uh, to Seattle, but because we had the dogs, the wife she's like, "Honey, would you be offended if I didn't go? Because I want to leave the dogs here." Blah blah. blah. I was like, well, let me think about this. Let's see. I can go by myself. I can upgrade to first class. Doesn't cost me anything. And I can do my chocolate, my beer, my... Yeah, sweetie. Sweetie, whatever you want to do is fine. <laughs> That's Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brad Kloffenstein. We're your hosts on the Kindle of Casey show all morning long. So don't touch that dial. Don't get out of your car. Don't do anything. This will be the best three hours of radio of your entire life. You're listening to 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Yes, this is 93 WIBC. Yes, this is the Kendall and Casey show. No, this is not Kendall and Casey. Today, all morning, you have me, Brad Kloffenstein, sitting in. Across the desk from me, we have the legendary Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. Abdul, how are you? Whoops, turn the microphone on. Been a radio how long? Turn the microphone on? <laughs> doing good, my friend. Doing good. Oh, uh, that's good. So is Todd Rakita going to just drop in and see us sometime today? Um, He'll probably drop in. I don't know if it'll be to see us. Probably more to serve a subpoena <laughs> or something. Well, so... Um, yeah, that, 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 that guy just never... Never stops. Uh, you know, this was, I don't even know why I brought him up, but now that I have, <laughs> let me ask your opinion. Is he in trouble? Yes. Big trouble? Big trouble. With a capital B, which rhymes with T, that stands for Todd. Wow, that's not bad. i got to write that down. So, Probably all right, so. for our listeners who maybe don't follow the Todd Rokita Chronicles, uh, in addition to Rob Kindle and him having a very much love-hate relationship, uh, I know that for whatever reason, he seems to not care much about you. Ever that, since 2018. Yeah. Ever with, since he ran for the U.S. Senate. Yeah, yeah. He tried to block you from being the moderator of a debate, and you're like... 
we got a problem with me. And I, I still wonder why he has a problem with you, but he did, and then it's continued on. Uh, however, his latest troubles are because, and start correcting me where I make a mistake, um, so there was the lawsuit about abortions, and he outed the doctor, and then didn't the Supreme Court admonish him? Yes, yeah, so they, they reached an agreement, uh, basically, uh, under the rules of professional conduct, which all lawyers have to follow. Uh, you, you, you have to be careful what you say, in a right. nutshell. You can't make any sort of extrajudicial statements, of, you know, preju- prejudicial to the administration of justice, blah, 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 blah. The, the court found that Rokita did, so... Uh, Rokita signed a plea agreement with the court basically saying, hey, I screwed up, you know, I'll pay a $250 fine or or fee for the for the, for the investigation. I'm sorry. We're I, done. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, that's all you had to say and just shut up and just yep. stop talking. But that's not the Todd Rokita that we've all come to love and some of us despise. Uh, so what Rokita did was he basically said, I only did it because they, they made me do it and I really didn't do anything. And so that basically says okay you you're but you admitted under penalty of perjury that you did this right you you accepted this you said you you told the court yes i did this and i am so so very sorry almost like you bootlegged jingling into indiana before it was legal yes exactly okay and so uh now rakita's in trouble because uh two lawyers uh one of which used to work for the disciplinary commission filed complaints against him saying hey rakita screwed up he did something he wasn't supposed to do and so uh now he's got, uh, they filed on, I want to say, November 11th. So Rakita's got, uh, no, December 11th. So Rakita's got a, a couple more weeks to respond. Uh, but he could potentially uh, lose his law license. Uh, he could be uh, suspended for 30 days uh, after the disciplinary commission takes it. Uh, he could also, uh, and also, by the way, too, when the Supreme Court signed off for the agreement, it was a three to two decision. And there was three justices to uh, oppose the decision, and one was the Chief Justice, he basically they didn't think he was punished too hard. They didn't think he was punished hard enough because he's the Attorney General. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I could see the Chief Justice, God love her death, tell the other judge, like, see, I told you he was going to do this stuff. <laughs> I told you it was just, where's, where's my egg timer? I told you he was going to do that crap. Uh, so now he's potentially in trouble again. And this time he could lose his law license or uh, be temporarily suspended. And when, you're, when, your law is, when your law license is suspended, one of two things. Either A, it's automatically reinstated after your suspension, or you have to reapply for admission. My theory is if Rakita has to reapply for admission, he loses his law license. Yeah. And under Indiana law, you cannot be attorney general. And guess what? You have a valid law license. So with all this being said, uh, you got Rakita running for attorney general and it could get really weird because can you run for attorney general and not have a not be able to serve i can i can answer that one no no you cannot you have to have a valid law license to run for indiana attorney general yep and so if they suspend it for six months uh that takes him till june and then automatic then uh then he doesn't get then, then he does not get automatically reinstated how do you run in a convention uh, again, you cannot. And when you look at what Kurt, what uh, what uh, Rakita said about Curtis Hill, when Curtis Hill was in his troubles four years ago, it all comes back to bite you in the rear end, which is why <laughs> I keep jokingly asking uh, Curtis Hill, so you can run for attorney general, just get out of the governor's <laughs> race, and just run for AG and use Rakita's own words against him? So now, if this goes down, I'm envisioning at the end of the movie Hunt for Red October, when the Soviet ambassador is in talking to the one guy, and he's like... Yuri, you lost another one? 
Uh, are other states looking at Indiana and our attorney generals going, oh my gosh, you guys are going to lose another one? Possibly. You could, you, could, you could either lose in the primary because it's mm-hmm. already polling out there uh, about names like who would you vote for attorney general if Rokita wasn't on the ballot. And number two, uh, you've got Destiny Scott Wells, uh, who ran for secretary state against uh, Diego Morales a couple years ago, who's learned a lesson uh, about running and losing and how to, how to do a little bit better. And you got those Republicans who cannot stand Todd Rokita. So... So the so the planets are slowly getting into alignment, but we'll see what uh, Rakita's response is. So far, he's been pulling the Donald Trump thing, saying they're trying to, to clamp on my free speech rights and my First Amendment rights, and I will not be silenced by the woke media and their conspirators. Like, oh, good Lord. I hate to tell him there's only one Donald Trump and only one person that can play that card and pull that off. Exactly. So don't do it. So, uh, so if you're a betting man, so if you're setting the book on this, what are the odds? 60-40. That he that something that he's punished further. I say 100 percent he's punished further. Okay. 60 40 he uh, is suspended without uh, automatic reinstatement. Okay, so but then this then begets the question: Say he does survive a prime or the the convention and he's renominated by the Republicans. Do Democrats have any chance at all of knocking him off? Yes. Okay. Now, see, I would have said that about Diego Morales, but. Um, I was woefully wrong because Diego led the the GOP ticket last year. Yeah, but but in places where it matters, the 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 the, 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 the margin was actually really was really small, and Destiny didn't necessarily capitalize on Diego's issues and problems. I think Rokita's a little bit of a different creature uh, because Todd's always sort of in the news, and DK, Diego wasn't a candidate uh, at the time. Rokita's an incumbent; he's made a t- he stepped in it a bajillion times. So I, that's why I think uh, it'll be a little bit different maybe this time. If, if Rakita wins, it'll be a lot closer, but I don't think I think he wins, but I don't think he serves. Okay. So it, what, what do you think the timeline's going to be on all this? Uh, right around convention time. I oh, say, I say around how, how convenient. Yep. So now I've heard other names of people lining up. So there was also another issue where Diego Morales wanted to hire yes. um, Mario Masalamani from Hamilton County to be his attorney, and Todd Rakita wouldn't sign off on that because he got a personal beef with Mario. Yes, uh, it's nine twenty-eight here at ninety-three WIBC. Say what? Uh, how about we hold on to that, and we'll we'll talk about it after the break because that story is also uh, interesting as well. Once again. Your attorney general, folks, not mine. I work for the attorney general who didn't get in trouble, who knew how to keep his mouth shut. There you go. So Indiana attorney generals are going the way of, of Illinois governors. Yes. So, all right, very good. That is Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. I am Brad Kloffenstein. We are sitting in for Kendall and Casey all morning. Don't turn off your radio. Call all your friends. Tell your parents to tune in because this is going to be the best radio you've ever heard. It's 93 WIBC. Yes, this is the Kindle and Casey show, but no, this is not Kindle nor Casey. Now, I hear that I my voice sometimes get, gets confused with Rob, uh, but I'm not him. Uh, this is Brad Kloffenstein, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. And people mistake me for Casey Daniels all the time. <laughs> You t- I do. I look across <laughs> there. Just yes, it's it's divine. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it, it is something. So Abdul, uh, before the news, we were talking a little bit about your friend Todd Rokita 
And apparently, in addition to his other issues with the Indiana Supreme Court, he now has a beef with Indiana Secretary of State as well as Hamilton County Attorney. I think he's Hamilton County GOP Chair, yes. Mario Masalamani. Yes. Uh, here's what happened. Uh, as part of the Secretary of State's job, they have an, a, what's called a Securities and Exchange uh, Division. And sometimes when people uh, get caught doing things they aren't supposed to be doing, uh, their personal property goes into what's called receivership. And you have a, you appoint a lawyer, and the lawyer kind of oversees the, the process. Uh, in this case, however, uh, Mario Masalami, uh, who's a lawyer, uh, Hamilton County GOP chairman, uh, good friend, full disclosure, uh, was uh, got appointed to do a receivership. Just your standard, regular stuff. Well, uh under, under state law, for the most part, uh, the attorney general approves all attorneys hired by other constitutional offices. Just to make not, sure that they're actually an attorney. Yeah, and, all, yeah. all the other fun stuff. Uh, however, uh, with Mario Masalami's uh, appointment, uh, Rakita did not sign off on it. And the word on the street is that uh, Rakita basically told Diego Morales that, hey, you know what? I don't like Mario. Uh, he, he's you know he's not he's mean to me. He wouldn't help me raise money, so I'm not going to sign off on his appointment, which I thought was a bit awkward because I mean you 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 can do things for political reasons without necessarily saying they're political. Let's put it that way. Right. It happens all the all the time. So I and so the person who ended up getting the job uh, was a, uh, an attorney by the name of Jim Amon. And Jim is actually defending Todd Rakita and his disciplinary complaint issue stuff. So because I had nothing else better to do that day, and <laughs> I filed two APRA requests uh, right before Christmas. And one was uh, on uh, the Jim Amon appointment, all the communications going back and forth between you, Diego Morales, blah, 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 blah. And also filed a second one that has to do with uh, legalized marijuana. Uh, there's a there's an organization called uh, Attached. They're like the American THC, whatever their name is. Okay. And what they want to do is come into the Indiana market uh, because of hemp and THC and, and CBD. I've heard a rumor of this. Yes. And what they want to do is basically what I've been told is corner the market. Because they're basically saying, hey, you know, THC is a derivative of hemp and it should be a regulated product, even though there's case law that says it's not, blah, 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 blah. And so they got, so they're trying to get the attorney general to sign off on a letter basically saying, hey, this should be regulated. Uh, Indian lawmakers, you should regulate this more often. And by the way, we're the ones who can actually do this. It, it reminds me of a few years ago, the whole vaping story. I was knee deep in that stuff. Yeah, where they put three different piece of legislation three different bills yep and, and you a, had to be able to draw connect all the dots and, and say yeah and only and only one company could actually do that and those people are now in trouble right now for other stuff right so yeah so so there's all that going on so uh and the and the diego morales thing that can that's also possible that could also possibly get you in trouble uh as well uh, so for the second time in a month are we going to be talking about honest services fraud Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase until November. Yeah, so so the, so there's that going on, and it's just uh, it's just a, a mess of disaster. And I did hear that Rakita has been uh, researching uh, what could happen if the process for being removed from office. So, really, yeah. Well, and I, I and why do I do all this stuff? I do all this stuff so you don't have to. And ladies and gentlemen, let this be a lesson. Don't. <laughs> tick off abdul hakim shabazz because he will then do the research on all these things and this time of year when i have nothing else better to do with my time <laughs> Man. 
That is why you are an asset to this state. <laughs> or an friend. To take your pick. Well, hey, what, what, however we get there. But you know what? The fact remains, there are fewer and fewer people who are covering, especially local government, fewer and fewer people covering Indiana government. And we need more people like you just to watch to see what's going on. It's because all the bad stuff happens in the shadows. Yes, and this is why I was, I'm so happy I have my good friends over at Indiana Capital Chronicle, uh, State Affairs, Indiana, and uh, to a less, to a lesser degree, Mirror Indy, uh, because as all these sort of as sort of the legacy media sort of shrinks its its coverage, uh, you get sort of these independent uh, independent news organizations that can actually do hire the people and do the thing and bring the story. Because when I was in the hospital earlier this year, I was like, thank God for Nikki Kelly. Like, thank you God. <laughs> well, if I'm getting better, somebody can cover this stuff. Now you would. You would think on the surface that you and um, your, your cheat sheet publication and uh, IndiePolitics.org would be a competitor with these, but in fact, it seems like everybody kind of has their niche, and you all somewhat work together to make sure everything's being covered and nothing's being left out. Yes, uh, between uh, between the, between the five of us, we pretty much got it uh, got it covered. Uh, the the whole the whole darn thing, which is why I say I say thank you, God. Mir- Mirror Indy is a little bit on, on the on the progressive side, a little bit more on the conservative side. But but like I said, between State Affairs Indiana and the Indiana Capital Chronicle, I think we're in we're I think we're in good shape. Well, and, I, and also Axios Indianapolis too. Axios does does a great job. I'm gonna give them a shout out because they did a story on me and my wife here in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> My good friend James Briggs. <laughs> Actually, this was about beer. <laughs> so, even better. Something near and dear to my heart. So, By the way, how is Alps Brewing going these days? Alps Brow Brewing, uh, we are doing just fine. So, uh, I think that we have a, we had a temporary, temporary shortage. Um, so, we were sold out for about a week. But uh, we have corrected that this week. And Alps Brow is now available at fine local retailers. Thank you for the softball so that I can... <laughs> so you get a free commercial out there. So uh, Abdul, I don't know if you saw this. Um, Indiana State Police recovered 115 pounds of meth. So if you're looking for your meth, um, I think they have a lost and found at the Indiana State Police headquarters. Uh, I didn't even get a laugh out of that. Okay. No, no, I'm just. No, I'm, I'm going through this. I'm like, how do you get caught with 115 pounds of meth? It's, well, that's like 115 pounds. Of loaf, 100, that's 115 loaves of bread. Yeah, or which is enough meth for like what 50,000 people? I think it is 50,000 doses. I, it it's a lot of meth. I mean, if I learned anything from Breaking Bad, it takes a lot to come up to with 10 pounds. Yes. <laughs> so this so, is so how they get caught. So uh, apparently they they had a rental car and they rolled a stop sign out at uh, US 40. Uh, somewhere, in, I think, near Girls' School Road, and um, a police officer pulled them over and started asking them questions. And they all said that they were on their way to a um, a funeral in Louisville. However, when he separated them all, they all gave a different date on when the funeral was, which was enough to raise his eyebrow just a little bit. And they called in the dogs, and the dogs started doing whatever the dogs do to indicate. And next thing you know, there's a suitcase with 115 pounds of meth in it okay so first of all the uh eight o'clock in the morning so the so the time of day like eh, it's not like two o'clock in the morning where people have been a little more suspicious but you're on us 40 uh near girl school road you say you're on your way to louisville okay fine whatever why not fly into louisville yeah or or, or on our way to a funeral 
and you give all different dates and the, and the and usually these things happen somebody does a stupid traffic mover roll stop sign expired plates expired tags broken tail light let's get let me have a reason to pull you over yep so now one thing i read deep in the story it said that there were actual luggage tags from an airline on here so i think that indicates that they'd actually flown to indianapolis so some airline <sighs> transported 115 pounds of meth so Good now this man. does begat the question do you think that this was mexican meth and should we be concerned that they're putting the domestic meth producers out of business <laughs> well uh it is kind of funny you mention that because actually most uh meth and fentanyl uh, is either manufactured here or at uh the fentanyl comes from china because people say no we need to build a wall to keep the drugs out like well for the most part uh if somebody's gonna be shipping drugs they're gonna have like it's not like donkeys over over a mountain like 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 in the afghanistan movie where they where they got the muhajin the weapons through, through right. on, on the backs of donkeys like no you gotta have a truck or van and usually those go right through the border because there's nothing there to, de- to detect it or there's so many people coming back and forth so to, to say we need a wall to, to stop mexican meth like uh, maybe maybe most meth is pretty usually made here made, made in america actually means something <laughs> With that, that is the voice of Abdul Kim Shabazz. <laughs> I am Brad Kloppenstein. We are sitting in all morning for Kendall and Casey. This is 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I hear something saying. 93 WIBC, Brad Kloffenstein, Abdul Akeem Shabazz sitting in on the Kendall and Casey show today. That was was Sam Cooke, the Chain Gang song, wasn't it? Was that the Chain Gang song? Uh, yes, it was. That, that's Jack Johnston, our uh, producer today. Hello, hello. Doing an awesome job today. Thank you very much. I love the bumper music. So, Abdul, did you see this? Holy crap. Some dude up in northern Indiana, actually a Mishawaka man, survived for six days after he crashed his truck and he ended up under a bridge on I-94 in Porter County. Did you see this? Uh, apparently nobody else did either because he was there for six yeah, days. He was there for six days. I think, Jack, we got some audio. A Mishawaka man is waking up in critical condition after he was found trapped in his car following a crash in Porter County. Listen to this. The Indiana State Police say Portage and Burns Harbor Fire Departments responded to the call around 345 yesterday afternoon. Now, the call came from two fishermen who were out because they were scouting fishing holes on Salt Creek. That's when they saw the crash truck. Now, they ended up finding 27-year-old Matthew Ream inside. Originally, they thought he was dead, but one of those fishermen actually touched his arm. That's when he turned and began speaking to them. Holy cow, Abdul. Wow. So, So my question to you is, if you crashed your car and were left to survive on nothing but rainwater with no cigars and martinis, how long could you make it? Uh, probably not very long. <laughs> so I, I, uh, for, well, first of all, uh, 
He was there for six days. Yeah, six days. I, which, which kind of makes me wonder where in Portage County, in Porter County, was this? I actually saw it. So the he was under the interstate bridge. So I don't know. Somehow he either climbed the side and fell over the bridge, and it kind of just got to where you couldn't see him from the roadway, or he either went down an embankment and then through the creek and up the other side and stopped there. You see, but I'm assuming if it's an interstate bridge, they have those guardrails. They do. So, so somebody must have, like, oh, look, honey, broken guardrail. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, I, he had to have either climbed over it or somehow gone around it. Uh-huh. So I I don't know. Like I said, I saw pictures of it. It said that he had his cell phone. He couldn't reach it. Um so yeah, these two guys found him, but uh, they. That's said, where that's where we get the voice activated cell phones. Right, exactly. That's where, yeah. Alexa, call nine one one now. Something which yeah, I guess most modern cars now. I mean, they'll a lot of them will automatically call nine one one for you. They'll yeah. say we've detected an accident, calling nine one one. So this guy didn't, and he survived. Like I said, I could probably survive without my martini for six days, my cigar for six days. Like, uh uh-uh. uh, no, 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 no. You'd be no. chewing off an arm and. Yeah. <laughs> Light it up. And... Where's my lighter? Where's, where's my tobacco? Phew, thank God. So, there you go. So, yeah, that's amazing. Um, wow. So, I don't, have, I don't have anything else on how to survive that. So. But yeah, good luck to him and his recovery. They said that they might he might end up losing an arm after all this, but at least the guy's alive. So that means if they found him, I think they found him on Tuesday. So Merry Christmas. He, yeah, he'd been there since like Thursday or Friday. Ooh. Yikes. Man, at what point do you just say nobody's ever gonna see me again? And that's that. I'll take it from there. Okay. S- yep. So Abdul, you know. My primary job, I run the Lawrence Greater Lawrence Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Not just Lawrence, Greater Lawrence. So uh, Lawrence has been getting a ton of love lately. Uh, there was a nice article that was put out by The Current at uh, Lawrence Geist this week, just kind of chronicling Lawrence and our diversity and all of our, uh, the hashtag food at the fort, as well as hashtag why I love Lawrence. I don't know why I'm doing... I do know why I'm doing the visual <laughs> hashtags. It's because you can see us on the YouTube feed. Yay. Ah. So you, you've been out to visit us in Lawrence a number of times. What's your favorite thing about Lawrence? Uh, apart from you and your lovely wife? Well, that's a given. <laughs> and my brother and his family? Yes. That's <laughs> I always forget that David lives out there. Yeah, they live in Lawrence. Uh, always, I always found Lawrence interesting because Lawrence has always sort of been a, a microcosm of Indianapolis. Uh, you have very wealthy parts of Lawrence. Right. Up in the Geist area, you have very... Very economically challenged parts of Lawrence in that 42nd and Post Road uh, area. Uh, also, uh, whatever when we when we moved here, actually actually back in 1990, uh, our first my dad's first tour did because he worked out of the fort uh, up in Lawrence. So you were an army brat. Yes. Okay. We used to live around 46 and Post Road because there's that there's that furniture store and then there's that subdivision right right there on 46th Street. Uh, so it was actually. Actually, really nice. Yeah, actually, really enjoyed it. Uh, but Lawrence has had its its challenges, particularly with mayors. We we tend to turn our mayors over fairly often, and they're always of different parties. Yes, uh, because it was Schneider, then it was Deb Cantwell, then it was Paul Ricketts, uh, then there was uh, what's his face. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about, and what? Yeah, who who beat Paul, and then it was. You know, Dave Hoffman ran uh, against uh, what's her face. So, so Deb Whitfield Deb is Whitfield our incoming is, mayor. Is incoming so. mayor. We actually we actually had a good chat uh, at the recent uh, AIM convention, Advanced uh, Advanced Idea Mechanics. That's a Marvel 
Super bad. <laughs> Dude, you know where Abdul's <laughs> mind is. <laughs> and, 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 uh, advancing Indiana municipalities. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Jennifer. Uh, yeah, but uh, we, Jen, Jen, Deb Campbell and I, Jennifer and I, we had a, a, a good chat. And so we're going to talk. Uh, so after the new year, like, so now that your mayor sworn in, what are your priorities? Because I always say uh, Lawrence is sort of a, a microcosm of Indianapolis, like economically, geographically. And actually, I would say is probably the most representative of Indianapolis of all the townships. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Like you say, we, we have, yeah, it's runs the south end of Geist to 42nd and Post. So, so um, I would say income and housing wise, we have the probably the biggest disparity between the high end and the low end. Um, our demographics are split where we do not have a majority. So, I think we are like 45% white, 30% uh, African American, and Whatever the other, my, yeah. whatever my math is, yeah. 30, 35% is, is Hispanic. So, uh, yeah, a lot of different tongues, but that also provides us with the opportunity. We have lots of opportunities for fantastic food. So, I mean, Pendleton Pike used to get a bad rap. Pendleton Pike's actually getting pretty nice. And yeah, actually, there's a, a really good Korean barbecue place. Yes. Yeah. You and I have been there once or twice. Yeah. That place is really good. So, yeah. So, uh, if you get a chance to head out to uh, Lawrence and especially beautiful Fort Harrison, uh, again, hashtag food at the fort lots of things to enjoy you are listening to brad kloppenstein and abdul hakeem shabazz we are sitting in for rob and casey today on the kindle and casey show you're listening to 93 wibc i'm thirsty my work is so hard my 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 work is so hard